Hi, and welcome back to our continuing study on Systematic Theology 2. I'm Dr. John Cook. We now join in progress, part one of our study. Today's lesson is lesson number 26. We're going to deal with the subject of worship in doctrine. I'm going to show you what the Bible has to say about worship and where it fits in our Christian life and what true worship really is. I'm also going to show you how God truly deserves our worship and how he alone is to be worshiped. All other gods, all other idols are not to be worshiped. Under no circumstances are we to worship any other gods or idols. The first time in the Old Testament that we find the word worship, it deals with adoring God as a living person. Look at Genesis chapter 22 and verse 5, and listen to what it says. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. This is when Abraham is going in obedience to God to sacrifice his son, Isaac, upon an altar. He declares that he is going to worship the Lord. The first mention of the word worship in the New Testament is in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 2. Look it up. That scripture says, They asked, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. This, of course, is the time when the wise men came to worship the Lord Jesus Christ at his birth. In both cases, we find that this worship is directly connected to God. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 10, Get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. This, of course, takes place in the wilderness when Jesus is being tempted by the devil. The devil wants him to worship him. And he tells him that if he will simply worship the devil, then the devil will give him the kingdoms of the world. Jesus did come to get those kingdoms, but he refused to receive them at the hands of the devil. He refused to break the word of God. We must understand this and never should we grant the devil or the flesh or the world to do for us instead of waiting upon God. The enemies of God, the world, the flesh, and the devil are only out to gain the worship that belongs solely unto God. We must never take the easy way of sinfulness and wickedness. We must always obey God and him alone and worship God and him alone. We should also note that Jesus shows that worship and service go together. Look back at Matthew chapter 4 and verse 10 where we 
read a moment ago. When Jesus says to the devil, get thee hence, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship, there's worship, the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve, their service. We are the Lord's. We belong to the Lord. And therefore, we are to worship and serve the Lord only. The circumstances in our life do not change that fact. Nor should we allow the circumstances to dictate whether we will obey God or not. We are to be like David of old and declare, my heart is fixed, O God, my heart is fixed. I will sing and give praise. Psalm 57 and verse 7 tells us that. All of our praise goes to God. We are to lift our hearts up to God in worship and praise. God deserves our worship because he is our creator. Revelation chapter 14 and verse 7, the angels speak saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him. For the hour of his judgment is come and worship him that made heaven and earth and the sea and the fountains of waters. This is one of the reasons why men want to believe that they're just a product of evolution. They don't want to believe that they are a product of God's creation. Because if God is the creator, and I say that without doubting it, then God deserves all praise and worship from all men. Men were made by God and for God, according to John chapter 1 and verse 3. Listen to it. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. Everything was made by God. Then look at John chapter 1 and verse 10, which states that the world was made by him. This directly points to the fact that Jesus Christ is the creator, that he is God in fact. And men today do not recognize God as creator or the Lord Jesus Christ as creator. This world does not know the Lord Jesus Christ and they don't want to know him. We also should lift up our hearts unto God and worship and praise him. For he is the savior and redeemer of man. There is no savior besides God. Look at Isaiah chapter 43 and verse 11. I, even I, am the Lord. That's what God says. And beside me there is no Savior. Now look at Hosea chapter 13 and verse 4. Yet I am the Lord thy God from the land of Egypt. And thou shalt know no God but me. For there is no Savior beside me. God alone is our Savior. God alone deserves all praise and worship. Jesus is God in the flesh. He came down to this earth and took upon him the form of a man and suffered and bled and died for us. Philippians chapter 2 verses 7 and 8 but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men 
And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. How dare we give worship to any other? For there is no other God beside the true and living God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Worship is our occupation as a Christian. We are to lift up our hearts to our God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 20 says, And we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. Look also at Titus chapter 2 and verse 13. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Yes, our Savior is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the true God, the great God. And as such, we are to worship him and serve him only. Leviticus gives us the most instructions regarding the worship of God. You do realize that in heaven, worship will be our eternal occupation. We will worship the Lord before his throne, for he truly is King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 